0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Knicks can smell blood. Looking for a win. And to go two games over 500 with them. A- win over the feisty lakers tonight without lebron nice win for new york they got 20 from randall with 16 rebounds fournier with 26 with six threes off the bench topping with 12 burks
1: with 12 quickly with 14 big points and four threes oh, okay all righty then Ah, goodness gracious. <laughs> Can't ever make it easy. No, no, no. What would we do if it was simple? What would we do if it was easy? What would we do? What would we do if we didn't blow a 25-point lead? What would we do if we actually scored a field goal in the last five minutes <laughs> of the fourth quarter? What would we do if we, if we did any of these things? We, we wouldn't be Knicks fans. We'd be fans of some other team. I don't know what that team is. Wouldn't be Knicks fans, though. Um, oh, goodness gracious. That was fun. Uh, I know there was some down stuff. Let me let me start by saying this. We're going to talk about all of the really good stuff. Um, and there was some really good stuff. And there was some bad stuff. And we're going to talk about the bad stuff as well. I'm going to start by saying this. I, I've been watching this team for a very long time, as have, I know, many of you in here right now. Um, and for pretty much all the last 20 years when whenever the going gets tough whenever there is an opportunity for things to go south whenever things are a little uneasy whenever things are a little off um, they just keep going downhill and they continue getting worse they don't get better and I'm gonna give credit to this team because we're sitting here and we're gonna have things that we're not happy about but they're nine and eight or sorry excuse me they're ten and eight Excuse me, they won tonight. They're 10-8. and eight. Um, And they came out tonight in a game where I think, look, once it was announced that Anthony Davis was playing, I don't know about any of you, I was like, okay, I don't particularly feel great now with how they've been playing for the last few weeks. And they came out and they, and they went up by 25 points on a Laker team that was not really ready to play. But they took advantage of the fact that they were not ready to play and they played some of their best basketball of the season. And that, to me... Comes back to all the things that we like to, um, you know, uh, you know, pop champagne bottles about the culture, the coaching, the preparedness, the professionalism—all those things. That to me is like, all right, you're going to come out against a team that doesn't have it tonight, or didn't come out with the right attitude tonight. And yeah, you're on national TV. Go up by 25 points, like they did. There's some bad stuff too. Um, this team is not right right now, which is why going up by 25 against a Laker team that actually has been decent this season without LeBron. Not good, but they haven't been terrible. Um, Like, it was impressive. And for them to close it out the way they did was also impressive. So I want to just give them credit for for that much. The fact that they have not gone the way of the dinosaur like so many Nick teams before um, when confronted with even the smallest bit of adversity. Um, I also think... Again, it's not perfect, and if anybody here was on the halftime Zoom for for the newsletter subscribers, you would have heard us talk about this, where you have these these segments of games where Julius Randle looks like, oh, my God, run your offense through him if he's playing like this any day of the week and twice on Sunday. It's going to work for me. And then it reverts back to the stuff that we saw towards the end of the second quarter, towards the beginning of the third quarter, where they're just a little bit off. And I'm certainly not putting it all on Julius because he was absolutely wonderful, I thought, tonight for the Knicks. Um, And I don't want to hear any Julius slander um, in this thing because he was good. And they certainly think now we're 18 games in. I think I'm ready to perhaps acknowledge. (laughs) Only took me 18 games. I think I'm ready to perhaps acknowledge um, a, a design flaw in the starting five. And I think you know where I'm going to head with that. And uh, I, I've I've been defending both Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier all season. Evan Fournier rewarded my faith tonight. Um, Kemba Walker, not so much. And I, I've been pushing back on the notion that Kemba Walker is done. I don't think Kemba Walker is done. But I am starting to seriously wonder, is there a world where he makes sense for this starting five? And I, I know th- there's a whole bunch of great shit to talk about, and I'm glossing over all of the amazing stuff that Emmanuel quickly did and and Obi Toppin did and Alec Burks. I mean, where would we be without Alec Burks? Like, those guys were awesome. We're going to uh, give them their flowers tonight because, again, wouldn't have won the game without their performance coming off the bench in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. We're going to get to all that stuff, and it was great. But you know me I'm always thinking big picture I'm always thinking ceiling I'm always thinking how can this team optimize the people it has on the roster and to me that goes back to the starting five which some answers yes we saw it tonight some other stuff not so much and and again we'll talk about that throughout the live stream we're gonna we're gonna be here for a while because uh, tomorrow's the day before Thanksgiving and I do have a newsletter to write but uh, this was a good win and I definitely want to talk about it We'll get started in the super chat, um, Jason M. We can stop at the BS that the bench is better because they are playing against opposing benches. Tibbs needs to play the bench more, way more. Um, of, course off, uh, the, <laughs> of course, we start off the, of course we start off the super chat with a criticism of the winning coach. Um, so, uh, Tom Thibodeau tonight, just for anybody who may not have the stats in front of them, um, here is how much he played the bench. Obi Toppin, 22 minutes. Alec Burks, 26 minutes. Emmanuel Quickly, 22 minutes. And then uh, obviously Derrick Rose was out. They only had one healthy center, Noel well. Quentin Grimes, five minutes. I think what you saw tonight is how much they should be playing the bench. I think Obi should be getting 20 minutes a game. I think Emmanuel Quickly should be getting 25 minutes a game. And I think Alec Burks should be getting 25 minutes a game. I think all of these guys should be getting the minutes that they got tonight. For the most part, even when the team is fully healthy, but then the flip side of that coin is who doesn't get those minutes. And I was kind of alluding to that a little while ago. Um, we'll see. But has quickly earned 25 a game? Has OB earned 20 a game? Burks? You know, yeah, all these guys have earned earned the minutes. They've been awesome. They've been the best players on the team this year. So, um, and it's not because they're just playing against backups. Kevin Danishevsky, I'm going to try to be positive in my comments tonight. Thank you, Kevin. They did win this game, and I think it was an impressive win. Uh, Reggie Miller pissed me off all night. Me too. But he pissed off most when he said that IQ wasn't having a good game before that outburst. He was awesome all game. Yeah, I mean, um, Reggie Miller, great three-point shooter. Um, Maybe not the smartest guy in the room. That's fine. Uh, He's in the NBA Hall of Fame. Good for him. Uh, But, yeah, I mean – uh I think he said that right after Quickly had the turnover and he hadn't really hit um any shots yet. Um but he had he was awesome all night, just like he's been awesome all season. He was great in the not great in the Bulls game, but played well in the Bulls game, just didn't hit shots. That's Ben Emmanuel quickly since day one. Janky AF, some thoughts. Love the City Edition uniforms. I like them. I like them. I think they're good. Good win overall. Quickly's hair, yes. Always love Lakers rivalry. I mean, it's, it, is the, it is the Knicks, other than the Celtics, it is their longest-running traditional rivalry that is still going. Uh, the Baltimore Bullets uh, rivalry kind of died um, back in the day. But, yeah, it's always good to be the Lakers. Clyde, Hazonia, et cetera, long live KFS. Thank you, Janky. I appreciate that. Ryan Menzies. What's going on, Ryan? I really like Fournier with the bench unit. That may be where he gets those touches he's used to. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though, about Fournier is he was getting those threes early on and he had that nice little dribble drive early on and, like, he had however many points he had tonight. What did he have, 26? 26? Like, a lot of those minutes were with Randall, too. To me, if we have come to the point, and I I wrote about – I apologize if I I assume that everybody here reads everything I write. Obviously, that's not the case. I wrote a lot this morning – about Julius Randle and like, okay, if it's going to be a randall centric offense, which it seems like it kind of needs to be to maximize Julius Randle and to get the most out of him, how do you make that work? Because we saw the limitations last year because he needed help. It was obvious to anyone who watched the Knicks last year that he needed help. Fournier is exactly the type of help that he needs. It's a guy that's comfortable bobbing and weaving and passing and driving and shooting and the whole thing. And if you need a guy to take an isolation possession or two, even when Randall's on the floor, he can do that also. I, that's why I haven't had an issue with, Rand, with, with Fournier all season and why I don't think Fournier should be moved to the bench. I think Fournier is exactly where he needs to be. I love the prospect of those two guys playing together if they continue to commit to playing the way that we have seen them play at times. That could work. I'm less convinced about the starting point guard situation at this point. Um. just because Fournier is a guy who has had more experience throughout his career. You know, I know he's been the number one on some teams, but he's like, this is who he is. Kemba's, you know, and I think we're starting to realize that um, a guy who I, I just, I don't know how easy it's going to be for him to get used to being whatever it is, third, fourth on the totem pole. And my suggestion today and my suggestion throughout the season is like, okay, continue to have those segments of games where you get three, four, five possessions in a row where just Kemba's being Kemba. And I just, we're not getting that. And I'm not sure. Is that the answer? I don't really know. Um, you know, but I do know that this team is – has been better when Kemba's not on the floor. There's no denying that at this point. It was obvious tonight. What was Kemba's plus minus? I'm going to assume it was not great. Um, It was minus three. Worst on the team. You know, sometimes it's not a coincidence. Tyler Michaels. Very hard to hold a big lead in today's NBA. That's very fair. Just ask Milwaukee. Could have caved. True team win. A lot of players with big play shots go next. Yeah, I'm going to take a positive. To me, this is a positive night. 100% 100% this is a positive night. And no, I didn't say that after the Houston game. Um, it's a positive night because this was, whatever it was, a three-point game four or five minutes into the third quarter. And I get that the Lakers expended a lot of energy, but, like, Russell Westbrook is made of energy. Um, like, Anthony Davis is still a fucking matchup problem for anybody in the league, and especially for them tonight with the injuries. Um, they could have caved. But they didn't. Lakers had some decent shots. I could have made it a little closer down the stretch. But I thought the Knicks responded pretty well to um, absolutely vomiting all over themselves at the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the third. Do kind of need to get rid of those stretches of the game, though. Um, Jeremy E. I'm happy with the W, but I don't see how we beat the Suns or Hawks with this approach. Tell me I'm overreacting. I mean, it's not the approach. It's just, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what to say other than, like, it's the same thing we've been saying for for a month now. Uh, well, maybe not the first couple of games, but since the first couple of games, which is that they're still not comfortable with each other. They still go through lulls. They still go through periods of time where it's like, what the fuck are they doing out there? Um, I thought the defense has improved massively. I am no, I am officially. I'm not, I was never worried about the defense. I'm officially no longer even concerned about the defense. The defense is good um, with with the personnel that they have. Um, I don't know. It's almost like they need a swift kick in the ass. And by the way, when you go up this big on a team that actually has some talent and like here's it, like Russell Westbrook hit three threes tonight. Anthony Davis, hit, like these guys are hitting below 30 percent from three this season. Granted, um, Carmelo missed a lot and he's been making a lot. So that probably, that probably evens out. Um, but no, they can't beat the Suns the way they're playing right now. But the Suns are one of the two or three best teams in the league the way they've been playing. I think they could beat the Hawks. I think they can beat a lot of teams. Because the NBA right now is built on inconsistency. Every team is inconsistent, other than the Warriors, the Suns, and like they're like you, you throw out to me some of these other East teams. But like, I think the Knicks can beat the Wizards. Um, you know, the Knicks beat the Bulls. They beat a mostly healthy Philly squad. Like the Knicks, I I, I think they can still go in and beat teams if they if they get their shit together. Um, and they had their shit together for most of the night tonight. It's that five to 10 minutes a game when they're, when they're on their even when they're on their P's and Q's that kills them. Brian Benjamin, Julius Randle loves holding the ball like a turtle when being double team. Here's the turtle back. As soon as he started feeling himself, we started losing. Yeah. That's an oversimplistic comment that I'm going to disagree with. Like go back and watch the tape. Um, he hit a lot of tough shots. Um, is it better when he moves quickly with the ball? Of course, every one of us ever watching this guy in a Nick uniform feels like Julius hold, go, move, act like all that shit. But you can't say like the game turned when he started doing that. He doesn't hold the ball when he's double teams. He he doesn't do that anymore. He passes out of double teams. He holds the ball trying to get double teams to 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 go on him. And, again, I'm not sure that's the best approach to offense. The better approach to offense is when he's just reading and reacting. We're all in agreement on that. But, I mean, this is one of those nights where, like, we could criticize. Oh, I see the MSG uh, post-game audio is, is uh, not great. So we're going to, unfortunately, have to miss Tibbs' comments tonight. Um, I don't mean to be harsh on, on people critiquing Randall. It's like – you know, I'll, I'll go back to a comment that um, Tom Piccolo made during uh, the halftime Zoom, which is like, I think towards the end of the second quarter, Julius got tired. He was in there for most of the first half. Um, he still played 34 minutes tonight, and he sat until the last two and a, two minutes of the game or whatever it was, minute of the game. Like, yeah, he got tired, held the ball a little bit too long, but tonight's not the night to critique Julius Randle, guys. Uh, 20 points, 16 rebounds, five assists uh do a good night uh ct Pittman. tibbs has to let obi finish that game up 10 with 114 left you gotta let him finish he was outstanding in the fourth quarter ah ct i love you but i gotta push back here too um i thought the offense started to really struggle towards the end there um i felt a little more comfortable with randall in the game um you know i i would have been okay with obi closing it out but quite frankly i was surprised he left obi in as long as he did Um, again, Randall had a good game. I don't know. God, these are, there are some nights, I guess I feel like I'm watching different basketball games. Um, He was awesome. Like I know he wasn't awesome necessarily in all the ways that we love for Obi or for Freudian slip for Randall to be awesome. Um, There was like just some tough made shots and it's like, that's not, that's less good process. The first quarter was great process. Some of the other stuff, not great process, but sometimes you need your best players to just make tough shots and be good. And, and that's what Randall was tonight. Um, but Roby was excellent. Obi was awesome. Obi came in and he provided energy. He provided a spark. He was all over the place. He was moving. He's a guy who could start for, I don't know how many teams he could start for, 10, 10 teams, 15 teams. He's like, that dude is growing by leaps and bounds before our eyes. Um, but there were a couple plays there in the fourth quarter where it's like, okay, you see, he's still a young player. Um, Except on defense. God, I love that guy on defense. Obi Toppin on defense is awesome. Uh, okay. Anthony Sixto. Uh, props to Fournier for backing his talk about getting more minutes. Also underappreciated how much it bugs opponents when Randall holds the ball after whistles. <laughs> I actually haven't noticed that. Uh, yeah, Fournier, again, there's a reason why I think there's been it's been overreaction season here. All the people that are concerned about him. Knicks are now 6-0 and in his six highest scoring games. But we do need a little bit more consistency from Randall. So it was great to get that game tonight. They don't win the game without him doing what he did. Greg Moran, dubs a dub with nothing easy. Toppin is so fun to watch. Yeah, and that's the tough part for me is like, and I've said this on on postgames, we love watching Toppin. Obi Toppin is awesome. Obi Toppin, all due respect to Emmanuel Quickly. Obi Toppin might be the most fun thing about this team right now. He might be the most fun thing about the Knicks in years. I mean – this guy is just like every, and and it's not just like to say it's, it, he's, it's just all about dunks. It's knowing when to duck in. It's sprinting down the floor every time, even when there's not an obvious transition opportunity. Um, it's his dogged defense and the fact that he's improving on that end of the floor by leaps and bounds. It's making the right pass. It's being able to operate on a short roll. Not that they do that that much with him, but still um, it's the three ball. That's slowly but surely coming around. Um, even though he didn't hit one tonight. It's everything. It's everything you could possibly want from an eighth pick in the draft and a draft that wasn't supposed to be very good, by the way. Um, he is amazing to watch. But he's also not a guy you run your offense through. Julius Randle's the guy that run their offense through. He's the center of their universe. Um, so, and Obi Toppin happens to play behind Julius Randle. It creates an incredibly uncomfortable situation to, to talk about this team, to analyze this team. Um because in a perfect world, Obi Toppin would be playing a lot more, and we'd all be getting our wish but um and and on top of that, Randall's an imperfect star. he's a very frustrating star at times, and that's where we're at and it was a lot easier last season when Toppin just wasn't very good for most of the year, but now we're in a different situation, and um you know, I don't think this is a talking point that's going to go away anytime soon, and I'm very very curious um how the Knicks handle things moving forward with this roster and Uh, Jaden Darcy, Julius's effort on defense was fucking awesome tonight. Um, I I would need to, um, go back and rewatch from what I saw. I thought it was really good. I feel like when I go back and rewatch, there's always those couple of possessions where I see Julius kind of being like, ah, come on, man, you could have done better there. But I agree that, um, initial eye test, I thought it was good. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Also, what well, we're talking about, Obi, shout out to uh, Blood of the Panda. Uh, he's been doing the free Obi hashtags in this in this chat for a very long time. Obi Avengers as well. So shout out to him. Obi got freed a little bit tonight, so that was good. Lunas MRI, let's be honest, what will it take for IQ to start or even Rose? I don't think you're going to get Rose started. I think Rose wants to come off the bench. I think Rose likes coming off the bench. I think Tibbs likes having him off the bench. He could still play him 30 minutes. We've seen him play him 30 minutes off the bench. Um, I get all the homecoming PR, but the goal is to win games, it's becoming blatantly obvious. Yeah, I I mean I'm really starting to have trouble defending this anymore. And uh I, you know, I, I kinda called out the front office a little bit on the on the pod. And I, I honestly think, you know, it's funny during free agency. We all, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for anybody else. I was very excited about the Kemba signing, and many people would seem more excited about the Kemba signing and being like, wow, this front office, they're so smart that they that they got this done and they figured this out for this amount of money. And then when you actually went back and looked at it, and be like, well, they couldn't have known that this was coming when they, like, because this it came down later. So, like, this wasn't their plan, I think they kind of were like, when Kemba, when it became possible to get Kemba, they were like, oh, okay, well, it's Kemba Walker, and we can get him for how much money? Eight, nine million dollars? Well, fuck it. At this point, if it's either that or Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, whatever, for the same amount of money, eh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go with Kemba Walker. And I'm not I'm not saying that Schroeder would necessarily be any better on this team. I, I don't like Dennis Schroeder. I'm happy he's not on this team. He's not my kind of player. But like, I would have been interested to see what they would have done if that situation hadn't presented itself because um, it's it's becoming clear that his fit, and again, I'm not saying Kemba's done. I, re- I don't think he's done. I think we see moves from him every game on both ends of the floor, quite frankly, that I, I, I are encouraging. But there is something about his ability to adjust to an offense where it is all about another guy in terms of how the offense flows that is difficult for him, and that's not his fault. Which is why I feel badly speaking uh, ill of the man, but something is not clicking right now um, in terms of solutions. I, goodness gracious, um, I don't know honestly at this point. I would, I, am not saying do anything yet, but if Tibbs were to make a change, there's a part of me that wonders if if it, it burks as a starter and then put Grimes um, in uh, to the backup five. Um, everybody wants to see Grimes, looks good tonight, thought his defense is good. I don't know. We'll see. And then we'll see what Deuce provides down the line. Robert McGinley, my defining play was in the closing minutes of the fourth when Obi missed the layup and got knocked down. Melo missed a shot in transition, and Obi was the first guy down the floor with the board. He's special. He is special. And that's why, like, when – shout out to Andrew Claudio, who's producing this right now. Um when when Andrew Claudio was like uh, and was and I'm not saying he's wrong in his in his thought process, but when he was like, Yeah, I'm giving up Obi Toppin and the two picks for Colin Sexton this year. There was something about the way Obi finished last year and how he played, you know, in his brief time in the playoffs. Um, where I'm just like, I don't want to give up on this kid. He's got something. He has a positivity about him, he has an energy about him, he has a work ethic about him. Uh and and I you get why they took him eighth overall. He is. I think he is a special player. I don't know that he's. That means he's going to be like a future all-star. I have no idea what he's going to be because we haven't seen him play enough minutes in a situation that really features him in a role that 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 is that is what he should be doing. But I'm as encouraged as anyone. Harry Doner, ch- shout out to you, Harry. Thank you as always for your contribution. We appreciate it. Uh, Yu Chen Zhu. One way to solve the rotation issues and give the bench more minutes is a big trade. Although at this pace, it's hard to say what other teams may ask for. Um, as Andrew's typing something, I'm curious what this is going to be. I mean, there is an obvious trade. Um, <laughs> can I read this, Andrew? For the updated record, Obi has reached untouchable status now. You're right. The, Claudio, way to own up to your mistakes. Um, look, uh, if this team had a stretch five, who could offer any modicum of rim protection uh, it would solve it would solve there's a lot of their issues on offense and you know, that would be cool. I think that's the only obvious trade on the board. I'm not sure what point guard they're going to trade for. Like like I don't want to give, I, I don't want to give up quickly or Obi in a deal. I want those guys here. Um, and if you're talking about like, you know, what do you guys want to do? You want to trade uh, R.J. Barrett for, for De'Aaron Fox? R.J. Barrett and some firsts for De'Aaron Fox? Like, is that your answer? Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to trade R.J. Barrett. I know he's still struggling. Nice to hit, see him hit some threes right now. But, like, I don't think a big trade is the answer. I still want to see this core. And when I say core, I mean Randall, R.J., Quickly, OB, and the the supporting pieces that we know that work. I'll, you know, Fournier, Rose, Burks Like, I want to see what they could do together. I agree there's a situation here at hand and it does need to be solved. But I don't think a big trade is, is the answer. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Harry Doner uh, with the comment. Always love your comments, Harry. Isn't the problem that we paid Randall to be the second best player on a contender, but his efficiency dropped off when he's not the vocal point? I don't know how this works long term. I don't either. And it was the question at the time and it's still the question now. Um, I don't have a great answer. I'm not going to pretend like I have an answer. What I will say is I, I think it's really rare to get great all-star level players who play off of each other in a way that is really special. Like Steph Curry is such an anomaly and it is why he's probably going to go down as one of the top 10 players of all time. Um, You know, LeBron James is again, that passing, that vision. You want to throw Jokic in this category. Um, be honest because of the position he plays and like, what he, like what he did in the finals to kind of transform himself into almost a secondary option at times, at least at the close of games. Like guys like that are so rare. Most of the time it's guy, guys who come up and are the best of the best of the best. They're they're great primarily at being one-on-one guys. And I think Julius has, has shown himself he's, he gives you that. And he's obviously not as good one-on-one as the best of the best, but he does give you that passing. And I just wonder how that would look with a player who is like clearly better than him. And that he has no issue deferring to. And that he has like all the confidence in the world. Like, yeah, if I give up the ball to this guy, good things are going to happen. And then maybe it's partially a your turn, my turn situation. But it's also maybe something where the whole does become greater than the sum of his parts. That's why I'm not willing to sell the notion of Randall as a number two just based on off of how he's played with these additions. Um, I also... I'm going to give him every chance to be successful uh, because I am uh, right after a Tibbs apologist. I'm a, I'm a Randall apologist because I, what he did last year hold, holds that much meaning for me. Uh, Andrew Claudio with a contribution of the super chat. <clears throat> shout out to shout out to Nick's legend. Carmelo Anthony did everything he could to give the Knicks a chance. To, <laughs> Uh, just like old times, uh, the missing, it wasn't enough that he missed, uh, almost every three. I appreciated him also, uh, staying true to his caliber of defense that he has had all season, allowing the Knicks to hunt him in uh pick and roll, uh, literally every time he was on the floor. Uh, Carmelo, you gave us some great years. I hope you do very well with the Lakers. Um, I don't – I'm not going to say any any more words. Um, Daniel Chang, hey, wait a second. Was that the David Fisdale on the Lakers bench? Why hasn't he been arrested already? (laughs) Arrest that man. Hashtag arrest David Fisdale. Another comment that I am just going to leave right there. Lunas Emerat, also me with wanting IQ starting – Maxi's numbers as a starter make me wonder even more because I think IQ can be even better. Also, God, Noel is atrocious on offense. He had one bad moment tonight. Well, maybe a couple bad moments. But he's, I thought he's had some decent moments on offense this year. I think he's been better or slightly better than I've expected. Um, yeah, Maxi's been okay as a starter. The, the Sixers, it's not like he's helped the Sixers win a ton of games. They also don't have Joel Embiid. I'd love to see him with Embiid for an extended stretch. Uh, but I digress. Yeah, I just, but I, it's 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 tough because I I I like quickly being able to run the offense and being able to call his own number and I feel like he's going to get less of an opportunity to do that if Randall's on the floor there. Um, it's a, it's fair. I I just I don't know. I don't know if that's the way that I would I would go. And again, I hope nobody takes my uncertainty about starting Emmanuel quickly is like, is Emmanuel quickly good enough to start? That has literally nothing to do with it. It's the opposite of that. I want to maximize Emmanuel quickly. Um, So we'll see. I have a feeling we're going to find out before too long. Um, Hush Zoo, Randall is almost forgiven. His long twos with 14 on the clock killed all our momentum. Legit question, is both IQ and OB at the moment more valuable than RJ? Got to ask the tough question. 74 and 8. Let we'll me take a sip of this uh, rum before I answer that question. Um, I mean, I put them three on the one, two, three on the next trade value list that we did in the mailbag last week. Oh, God. You know, I know RJ is struggling right now. I know he hasn't looked the part in a little while. But what we saw from RJ during those five games was special. And, and and i don't i don't mean to isolate his 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 worth to just those five games i mean like when it looked like he elevated to that point i, I really did think that was special he's still only 21 years old um I, i'm still putting rj number one um he's a big wing who can move with the ball who can who can defend who can i think he could shoot I still believe in the playmaking. I'm still putting RJ number one. I just think it's a little bit rough for him right now. Um, Kevin Daniszewski, shout out to you for your contribution. Greg film stuff. New York Knicks' first half on offense is the team we believe they can be. I agree. Uh, that made, they made quick decisions, and the ball moved. Even though LeBron James was absent, it's still mellow, AD, and Russ, so it's a good W. RJ looked lost, by the way. Um, I don't know. I'd have to – I mean, to me, RJ's been – whatever he's been on offense for you know since this since the nice streak ended. I don't know if loss is the word that I would use. I think he's just a guy that at this point has been relegated to trying to shoot threes and hit three threes. Although they do still call up those plays for him. He had uh he had another lob attempt to Noel tonight. He had a nice little attempt in the beginning of the third quarter that just missed he did have a few makes tonight. I want to say he hit four field goals, four field goals. Uh, and he was four of eight, three of five from deep. So uh, Seven rebounds, three assists. Like, I thought he had an okay game. Um, he's 21. He's finding his way. I'm not, I'm not, not about to slander RJ Barrett. Coming from a guy who has slandered RJ Barrett in the past. I, I, I am not about to slander RJ Barrett. Um you guys are awesome tonight, by the way. Um, thank you again to everybody here in the chat. We're over 600 strong. It's Tuesday night. Giddy up. C.T. Pittman, as to my earlier comment, I was only referring to that unit on the floor being rewarded by closing since they built that lead back up. That's very fair. Not going to slander Jew, but he was sort of out of sorts with the fifth foul on the tech. Um, yeah, I just – I, the only reason I pushed back on your comment was because I thought that he – I wanted – the safety and security of, like, I would have loved Rose in the game. And by the way, we haven't mentioned that. Derrick Rose missed the game tonight. Like, I know LeBron, look, LeBron James is LeBron James. Derrick Rose missed the game, and we were we were down to one set. So, like, good win. Um, and, and, and Rose has been the Knicks' best player this season. And the reason I thought of him, him now for the first time is, like, Rose is the guy that I would have wanted on the floor at the end of the game there um, to kind of, like, steady things and make sure everything like was on the up and up in the absence of rose randall was the guy that i kind of felt most comfortable being out there but i i, I agree with you in terms of rewarding rewarding the guys that got you there that's a very fair comment uh and thank you as always ct you're the man like I, I could never disagree with you um youtube b randall is not the overall problem but he's not the solution tibbs needs to be quicker with subs and lineup changes um I, I got to tell you, I, I thought Tibbs coached a good game. I thought Tibbs is like, we were all sitting, I was sitting there in the fourth quarter being like, oh my God, he's going to take quickly out. He's going to take OB out. He's going to, didn't take him out. And I thought there were some moments where he could have taken out. Like we've seen Tibbs because things started to go south at like the four minute mark. He didn't call to Randall. I was noticing he didn't call to Randall to come to the scores table right away. He waited. It was until like two minutes. When they hadn't scored, by the way, in three straight minutes, then he called Randall. It's like, okay, come back in. Like, I, that's that's fine with me. I thought Tips was was good. Um, Randall not being the solution, like, yeah, he's not the solution. He's like the best player on a championship team, but I still believe a fully optimized Randall with this roster is still their best path to not only success in terms of just like winning games, but like looking like a team that, you know, we don't really talk about this stuff anymore because we're so focused on the season, but that a star is going to be like, I want to go there. I want to play with that dude. Like maximizing Randall. I think he's still a guy stars would want to play with. Um, Again, I have a feeling we're going to find out. Uh Jeremy E. um, Long-term, do you honestly believe Randall can coexist with another star? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't. I, 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 here's the thing. I don't know. I'm certainly not willing to say, based on what I've seen so far, from him, that Randall cannot coexist with another star. Um, maybe he can. Maybe he can't. I don't know the answer, but I think. I think he really did try to take like a back seat early on this season, and I just I feel like his frustration was coming from the fact that like it wasn't working as much as he thought it should have to justify him taking a back seat based on how he played last year. And to be honest, I'm not sure I could fully blame him. Um, you may be right. You may be right. Maybe he can't play with another star, but, like, I don't know. I Like, I'm just going to say it. I didn't think Kobe could play with another star. Um, and he played with Pagasol and he won a couple championships with Pagasol. I'm not putting Randall in that category, but, like, Kobe was, like, the ultimate guy at that point in his career. Like, who the fuck would want to play with this guy? Um, and, like, who is he going to make better? Who is he going to elevate? Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Like, I feel like most stars figure it out one way or another and i think rando would figure it out if you gave him another real star um obi not needing to be the center of the universe is a positive yeah no it definitely is a positive and that's why uh oh russ good call andrew thank you yeah russ is a guy who couldn't who couldn't coexist and i think that's your worst case scenario but like russ Russ was is like Russ is. There's a reason Russ is my least favorite NBA player and has been for a long time. Um, I think Russ is a is a cancer um, and is the the most destructive great player in the history of the NBA. Um, especially after he after he broke up with with KD, like no, he didn't work well with Paul George, um, and he took a lot of bad shots. But like, I don't think Randall's Russ. I, I I think Randall – the fact that Randall made an effort to, like, lean into more of the sharing and caring role earlier this season and, and maybe can still do that, um, I take solace in that and think that if you – again, if you gave him a real star, he wouldn't lean into being, like, Russ. Um, but, you know, again, time will tell. Um, LDS. Must have been the most OB and Randall have played together in real minutes. Um, they It was only like 30 minutes coming into the Chicago game. I think they played five, ten minutes together in the Chicago game, and tonight up, upped it a little bit more. Um, even against AD and Jordan, they held their own defensively and on the glass. I'd take another sip before this. I'd go back to it. I think Obi could play five. Like – It's so far. It's this is the reason why it's frustrating to have conversations about this team because, like, there is a world where Obi Toppin plays thirty minutes and as as uh, Jeremy just said, doesn't have to be the center of attention and plays off of all these guys, and he's a finisher, um, and maybe he could play some small ball five. In which case, your offense would be fucking unstoppable, and we could think of all these fun things. But that can't happen with Randall here, and I get that's why people look for reasons to dismiss Randall and be like, get Randall out of town or whatever else. And we're never going to reach our ceiling without Randall. And I get all of that. I think all the same things you guys do, but I also try to live in the world that we are. Um, And like, they're not here without Randall. They're not where they are on the NBA map again without Randall. And I, I just... I I, want to give this guy every opportunity to try to be the best version of himself here in New York. Uh, Maybe that's famous last words.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
1: Uh, C.T. Pittman um, is back for more. If you could do 2021 free agency over again, I'll oh, put me on the spot. With what you know about these teams today, who would you have gone after in hindsight? Um, I'll, I'll stick with Fournier. I, I like the Fournier signing. I really do. I, I, I'd still sign Burks. I'd still sign Noel. I'd still sign um, Derrick Rose. Um, where, again, where would this team be without Noel right now? I mean, Mitch, I don't want I don't to say his name out loud right now because, like, fuck, what is going on moving forward? Because forget about the concussion. Before the concussion, it's like it was just off. And, like, Ty's just, you know, he's getting older. Like, I think they need Noel. Um, and I think he's good. I think he's worth $9 million a year. Um, who would I uh, – Andrew's always Johnny on the spot. Lonzo Ball's the the obvious name. Defense first. Really good defender. Um, can hit an outside shot. Can make a play on the ball. I mean, in fairness, if anybody read my newsletters last year, he, Lonzo Ball was number one on my uh, free agent wish list for literally the entire season. And every time I wrote about him, I said the same thing. He is not the perfect player. He is not exactly what they need. He is not going to elevate them to, like, whatever level. But... He's the safest option. And I think there's no way in hell he wouldn't make this team better. And if you put Lonzo on this team right now, they'd be pretty good. Now, Lonzo's making $21 million a year. Um, I don't know what it would have taken to get him here, 22, 23. But if you put Lonzo on this team, um, and I guess you would put him in place of Kemba, and who would you sacrifice? Oh, God. Sacrificing Burks or Noel? I love Alec Burks. So that's, that's the question. Would I sacrifice Noel if I got Lonzo? Mm. There has to be a cheaper option. Um, Trade for Ricky Rubio. That's a fun one. (laughs) Um, There must be one I'm forgetting. Oh, Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso would look pretty good on this team right now. I'd love me some Alex Caruso for as much as we were annoyed by the uh, the inclusion of him on that list over R.J. Barrett, which, you know, by the way, um, I'll still take R.J., but Caruso. Caruso would be a nice little pickup. Um, and they could have had him instead of Kemba Walker. I you know, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. Dom Cappuccini. I thought R.J. came out strong on both ends. In second, Russ got the edge on him. Yeah, but Russ he could still do that. Um, tremendous on the glass, very true. Still good progress, isn't? If Evan isn't a magic anymore, um, I was yeah, I, I was very happy with how Evan played. And I, again, I didn't think RJ had a bad game. Um, ben Levinson, um, Randall's got to get more respect. He was one of the main pillars of our resurgence. He was the main pillar of our resurgence. A few subpar games early in the regular season, and half the fan base loses faith. Without Randall, we're a lottery team. Yeah, we are. But I, I think, again, to defend the people that I, that me, I've been yelling and screaming at, you know, we all came into last season being like, all right, the plan is to get Julius Randall's trade value up and then trade him and then kind of subtly tank um, and then roll forward with this RJ quickly OB core. Like, I, I don't want – I don't really want to spend too much time thinking about that that universe um, anymore, but I think the people who are critical of Randall are more focused on the – we're are like, we're too caught in the here and now. We're too caught in the, you know, let's win this game and then let's win the next game as opposed to where is this team going big picture? And I think that's where the concerns are. And I, I understand that and I sympathize with that and I'm here for it. And I'll, I get all of that, but, you know, which is why we've gotten the questions about can Randall be a good number two, you know, um, I think it's all fair game. I think we're there. The franchise is in an interesting place right now. And um, it's an exciting place. It's in a fun place at times and a frustrating place at times. But it's an interesting place. Kevin Um, Thank you again, Kevin, for your contributions tonight. We appreciate them. I think IQ is the starter. putting his in His plan. His flag. Great thing um, via Kemba is that he's not going to sulk if he's out of the rotation. He's the anti um, get Got to give credit. Oh goodness! If Tibbs, if Kem if Tibbs was like Kemba, I have to speak to you in my office. Kemba walked in, and Tibbs was like, "Kemba, we're gonna we're gonna try something different for a few games. Go take a trip to." Uh, you know, Tahiti, um, they, they wouldn't do that. But, like, you know, create a bullshit injury. I'll say this. Every Nick fan in the universe, every Nick fan in the universe is at the very least curious, if not outright dying to see what a different starting lineup would look like with anyone in place of Kemba. I think there are people that want Rose. I think there are people that want Quickly. I, again, would be interested to see Alec Burks. Um, I don't know. I don't know how this situation resolves itself. Um, Dom Cappuccini, back for more. You guys are awesome tonight. Thank you for the double contributions. Thank you, everybody. Still 600 strong. Been talking for 46 minutes. Um, Before this game, I was starting to think IQ was starting to remind me of my first favorite Nick, John Starks. And then tonight happened. Um, that's uh, who who uh, had the comp in the uh, in the halftime zoom. Was it? Was it? I forget who it was. Somebody let us know. I, I forget. We get a lot of comments in the halftime Zoom. but that's been a theme in in the recent halftime zooms. So um, it's a good one. Except I think he has a higher ceiling than John Starks. Um CT Pittman back for more. Basketball is a game of runs. Wise man, CT. Tibbs is absolutely right that a lead means nothing in today's NBA. But to see a 25-point lead dwindle back, brought back that third quarter PTSD, it's it's all fair. I mean you can't lose that kind of lead. That quick, that fast. They had three, it was a three-point game with fucking seven minutes off in the in the third quarter. It's unacceptable. And it's a sign that some Probably needs to change. Um, Dominic Ambrose, uh, Macri, you should create some KFS NFTs. If you don't know what that is, hit me up. Um, I I I know what an NFT is. It is a it's a digital collectible, which is like a collectible that you can't hold in your hand, but I can hold my computer. See, I'm holding my computer. So if the collectible is on the computer, I can hold the collectible. Mind-blowing stuff. Um, by the way, Marv, wasn't Marv really bad today? <laughs> Man, did I miss Clyde and Brian? Yeah, that, that was that was not Marv. I, I can't tell if that's a joke or not. Um, I thought Harlan was not his best. Um, we have a question from the regular chat, courtesy of Andrew Claudio. Shouldn't we be extending Mitch either way this offseason since we are operating over the cap, gives us more flexibility? Um, it depends on the years. Uh, I have suspected for some time now that the Knicks' concern with uh, Mitchell Robinson is the years, um, not the dollars. I think the Knicks would happily pay Mitchell Robinson two years at the most money that he could get, which is would be about two years and roughly um, $25 million. I think they would even consider going three years with a partial guarantee on the third year. Small partial guarantee. I think the notion of them being potentially stuck with a contract that, you know, if if, I'm not, look, I I don't want to say anything bad about Mitch. He's, He's hurt right now. He's been a gamer this season. He has given all that he has this season. And when he's been right, He's been fucking great, and I still think he could be great. But I think they are not completely off base to have some trepidation investing four fully guaranteed years with this uh, in this guy in a, at a number that would be hard to move if things went south. Um, not an unfair point though. Not an unfair point, uh, CT. CT, you're killing it tonight, man. Thank you. I mean, you're always amazing. Last one, I promise. You could I mean, CT, you're you're again the patron saint of the Superjet. Thanks to you and Claudio for the whole KFS crew uh, and the whole KFS crew for making being a Knicks fan enjoyable. That's too kind, and for the memes created from your post games. Um, I I, uh, I don't know that I gave you any memes tonight. I did have a, a good. Uh, Lakers Twitter could go fuck off um, moment during the podcast, which I'll double down on right now. Lakers Twitter can go fuck all the way off. Um, Is that it? My kid just woke up. That's not what you want at 1051 at night. Um, Okay. Let's get one more good question in here. Um, Give me a, give me a good question to close on. And then, we're, and then we're getting out of here. Um, did your bets hit tonight? Andrew, where are you, Andrew? Did our bets hit tonight? I forget what was the – hold on. I'm going to go look on uh, Andrew Claudio's Twitter. Let's see what the five-pick thing was. Oh, no. Andrew says he's got me. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. So we got – Julius Randle over nine and a half rebounds. That's a that's a go. Carmelo Anthony over, uh, at least two three pointers made. Did he make two threes? I think he made two threes. He made two threes. Damian Lillard hasn't finished yet. Russell Westbrook over eight and a half rebounds. We got eight and a half rebounds. You motherfucker. We should have gone. We should have gone with the Fournier over ten and a half points as opposed to the Kemba Walker over twelve and a half points. We missed, or or we could have gone RJ for what RJ would have been rebounds, I think, right? RJ would have been rebounds um, or made threes. RJ made threes. That was the one. Um, yeah, one and a half made threes. So uh, shout out to Prize Picks, by the way. That was that was fun. Um. And uh, it's a cool little thing. It uh, it keeps you interested in some specific aspects of the game. We're going to keep doing these prize picks, uh, pregame shows. I don't know for every game, but we're going to be doing them periodically. So if anybody's on here that enjoyed it, come back, check out the next one. And um, that is it. Uh, Oh, no, it's not it. Down Cappuccini. Health comes first, but if we can get at least two-thirds to return for Friday – I think we have a real shot at splitting these next two. Maybe sweep. Crazier things have happened. Look, I, I I'm going to end on a high note. The Knicks can still win any game they play. They are good enough to win. If you're good enough to go up 25 on the Lakers, if you're good enough to go up 25 on the on the 76ers um, with with Joel Embiid, um, if you're if you're good enough to, I'm pulling up their schedule here. That's what I'm looking at. Um, you know, if you're good enough to like pull out the game, they pulled out against Boston. If you're good enough to come back on Milwaukee, um, like you're good enough to, to, to beat anybody pretty much. Um, it's just, it's just the consistency. So they play Phoenix at home on Friday and then at Atlanta on Saturday. That's a tough twofer. And then they go to Brooklyn. Shit. Um, and then Chicago and Denver at home, so yeah, it gets tough. Um, I'll take two and three. So again, Phoenix home at Atlanta at Brooklyn, Chicago home, Denver home. Um, I take two. I take two and three. So if if they do go two and three, that would mean they'd be twelve and eleven, still above five hundred. Um, question from Dirty Dancer: Would you trade for Rozier? Well, I don't think Rozier is eligible to be traded until this offseason because he signed an extension and he still had a year left on his deal. So I'm pretty sure he can't – oh, wait, no. You could trade him – sorry, you could trade him in February. Same contract as Randall. That's my bad. Would I trade for Rozier? No. Um, I'm fine with Fournier. I don't think Rozier – Answers their particular issues. I think they they just they need a they need a different point guard. Um. Good question, though. Good question. All right, that's it. Oh wait, no, one more. Wait, hold, hold on, Andrew. Am I supposed to read the question, or am I literally just supposed to say yes or no to Manny Ortiz's question? I'm not supposed to read the question. So, to Manny Ortiz's question. How am I supposed to say yes or no? It's in, it's an either or can I say a or T you're really confusing me, Andrew. I'm sure the people listening on the pod tomorrow are going to enjoy this. Um, Too many. And your question, I'm not going to send away anything that's, 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 that's given to me. And yes, the correct answer is both. Okay. On that note, we're out. Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming to uh, another Knicks Film School post game live stream. We will be back with you for more funny games uh, after the game on Friday. And then, of course, after the game on Saturday. In the meantime, everybody, please have a happy, healthy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your uh, turkey. Enjoy whatever you're going to eat. Just be merry. And um, I am excited to uh, continue this journey of this next season because i am thankful for all of you who come and watch these things and listen to them uh the day after so on that note thanks andrew claudio this was awesome and we will talk to you soon peace out